We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alexander. McCollum staying with him. Spins, gets inside. Left hand and off the glass. Oh, what a sweet move. Giddy, tough spot. Back door. What a pass. What a play. And Jada picks the pocket of Trey Young. He'll take it himself. This is Luke Hart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? And welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Coming to you live. Wednesday, November 1st, Turkey Month, as the Thunder lose to the New Orleans Pelicans, 110 to 106. We're brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got my co-host, Taylor Peterson, with me tonight. Jacob, it's a very weird feeling. I am angry, like legitimately angry about a Thunder game for the first time in a while. Hey. Which is good. It's, it's kind of nice to be it. angry and have like a reason to be angry about the Thunder dropping a game because uh, we haven't had that feeling in a very long time. Bouncing a ball, affecting our mood? No way. Well, I mean, it's affected our mood for the past three years also. But I'm just saying like it's kind of nice that like we have a competitive team that like should have won this <laughs> basketball game and, and I'm rightfully angry that they lost it. So anyways. The uh, comments are, the comments in the stream are already off the charts. Uh, <laughs> I absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, before we dive into this game, I want to let you guys know that you can find us on social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. We're on YouTube. If you don't follow us on YouTube already, I would highly encourage you to do so. Um, we would love to have you join our live stream shows. And tonight was supposed to be a full podcast, Taylor. Um, but with the game getting over a little bit later, us getting on later, uh, other co-hosts being able, unable to make it, we're just going to do a post game tonight for you guys. We'll be back again on Friday after the Thunder play their first in-season tournament game against the Golden State Warriors in New Jersey's and on a new court which could be very cool and possibly a chance without Shea Gilgis-Alexander. We'll get into that in a second. But let's dive into this game. Again, the Thunder lose to the New Orleans Pelicans 110-106. to 
A pretty disappointing loss considering the Thunder left the first quarter with a 33-14 to lead. With five minutes left in the half, the Thunder were up 22. They get to the half, only up eight. And from there, things just continue to spiral and get out of control, with the Thunder getting down by as many as 11 in the fourth quarter before fighting back, making it a very, very competitive game and having a shot to win the game with about one second left. And Shea leaves a three-pointer uh, just off the front of the rim, uh, hung it up a little bit short. Shea did tweak his ankle in this one, Taylor. Um, what was that, like maybe halfway through the third quarter? Stayed Correct. in, played his normal rotation, uh, didn't miss any time for the ankle, but I think pretty clearly uh, gingerly walking on that ankle down the stretch of the game. It'll be interesting to see how he responds and what we get from practice tomorrow and media availability tomorrow, how Shea is feeling and if he will play on Friday. So that is to be determined. But Taylor, the big one for me in this game is, I mean, I, I, I don't even know what the big theme is. Uh, I look across the board. The Pelicans started off missing 19 three-pointers in a row and then kind of course-corrected from there. And it felt like the Thunder just got away from what was working in the first quarter and just really stagnated and we're, we're just kind of flat, I guess. I, I don't know how else to describe what I saw tonight besides them just being a little flat. Agreed. And I think it's... I, I, I don't know. Like you said, it's very hard to explain because it wasn't like a necessarily a tale of two halves, but it was a tale of two stories. I think that's kind of my theme of the game because to your point, Jacob, they come out firing on all cylinders. The passing is crisp. They're pushing the ball in transition. They're playing incredibly well defensively, especially on Zion. In that first quarter, Zion saw a combination of Shea, Dort, and Dub. All split, and, and regardless of who was guarding him on the initial possession when the, the Pelicans bring the ball up, regardless of like if they try to if the Pelicans try to switch, uh, you know, bring him uh, into the pick and roll, like you had either Shea or Dort if Dub was the primary primary defender and uh, or you know and vice versa so all that being said like i thought they did an incredible job on zion early in that first quarter and that really limited the pelicans uh, offensively there in that first they weren't hitting outside shots cj really struggled early on before he really got it going and torched the thunder in the second half and i just thought they played like to their brand in that first quarter and to your point it's just like almost um it's it's really hard to comprehend how they were able to stray so far from that starting about midway in the second quarter. And let's see. I thought I had that run saved. Yeah, 14-0 run uh, there to end the second quarter. The Pelicans only shot 26% from the field, but the Thunder only led by eight at halftime. Yeah. And unfortunately, halftime wasn't a reset. It was just more the same when they came out in the third quarter. Well, I felt like the Pelicans came out in the third quarter. I didn't tweet it tonight, Taylor, uh, pregame. I had thought about it. And if you want to call BS, because this is, I'm saying it in hindsight now, like that's fine. But I was thinking a lot about the Zion Valanchunas front court against Chet and J Dub. And for me, during these first four games before tonight, 
it's just felt like the Thunder have been bludgeoned off on the offensive glass that they just cannot complete defensive possessions with rebounds. I actually went and looked up the statistics tonight. Um, let me get it pulled back up here real quick so I can give it to you. On defensive rebounding percentage. Okay, so that's like of all the defensive rebounds you have an opportunity to get, how many do you actually secure? Um, it's a percentage. So if there's 10 defensive rebounds available for your team and you get nine of them, that means you have 90%. The leader in the league is the Timberwolves with 79%. The Thunder are actually 12th, top half of the league at 72%, which kind of surprised me because I felt like they'd be a lot worse because I feel like they get beat on the glass a lot. And so I was wondering, like, going into this game, are Valanchunas and Zion just going to eat offensive glass and just beat the hell out of us? And I felt like in the second half, they made that adjustment to do that. Uh, the Pelicans ended tonight, Taylor, with 21 offensive rebounds in comparison to the Thunder's six. Oof. Now, the Thunder only lost the rebounding battle 57 to 50 because they got way more defensive rebounds, 44 to 36. But 21 to six on offensive rebounds. Uh, Mark has actually commented on that post game tonight, talking about how. Detroit is one of the best offensive rebounding, offensive rebounding teams in the league, and the Thunder did great against them on Monday. But tonight, they just could not keep... I mean, Zion and Valanchunas in that second half would shoot, miss, get a rebound, shoot, miss, get a rebound, shoot, and score. And you just can't give those guys those many opportunities at the rim. I felt like that was one piece of the pie on why the Thunder lost this game tonight. I agree completely. And then they were missing shots. I mean, I mean, overall, I mentioned the Pelican sports shooting. Like they shoot 39% from the four and win the basketball game. First of all, that's just like asinine. Yeah. But the Thunder only shot 43.2% themselves. Um, but you look at the shot attempts, first of all, I think that's pretty telling. The Thunder had 88 shot attempts to the Pelicans 102. That would be and those offensive rebounds. down to those rebounds. Exactly. Bingo. The other thing that comes down to is five more turnovers. Five more turnovers. The uh, de- the, the rebounding. Uh, yeah, five turnovers. There. Five more turnovers. 15 more offensive rebounds. That leads to 20 extra shots for the opponent. But the Thunder shot 7 of 34 from three for 20% from three tonight, which is yep. uncharacteristic compared to what we've been seeing. Not that the Pelicans shot much better, 31%, uh, 13 of 42 from three. Mm-hmm. But again, it just seemed like all these areas we're mentioning where the, th- the Thunder had multiple chances, not just down the stretch, but throughout the majority of the game to really kind of get things going. And it just felt like the Thunder lost this one rather than the Pelicans won it. I think that's why I'm a little frustrated tonight. I think that's fair. That's definitely fair. Um, let's Taylor, let's take a step back and let's talk some positives. Uh, there's still a lot of negatives we can pick through, but I want you to pick something from tonight that you think was a positive for the Thunder. And and let's talk about that. That way we can cleanse the palate a little bit. <laughs> I think it's a positive that the Thunder suck tonight. God, so that way they hopefully it, won't suck moving forward. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jacob, the reason I think that the Thunder got off to such a hot start and looked so great was a continuation of what Josh Giddy did in the fourth quarter against the, the Detroit Pistons on Monday. Yes. You and I were both in attendance for that game. Or no, sorry. You were you were not. You'll be in attendance on Friday. Um I was JD, in attendance JD again on Monday. On JD Monday. was there with me. That's 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 what it was. Um 
Giddy had a great fourth quarter, and that continued into the first quarter of this game. He had 10 points extremely early. I, I don't necessarily have those minutes in front of me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. But I thought the way that he was attacking uh, the rim, the way he was getting to the rim at will, he was also making the right plays, the right reads. Obviously, I mean, that was highlighted by what you have dubbed, uh, no pun intended, with J-Dub, but you have dubbed, and I, I think I agree, with what might be his best pass of his entire career, which was that one-handed, like, just touch pass from the three-point like line. Feet. Yeah. It was well behind. Oh my god! I was almost at half court. Yeah. So this that is in transition. Jing. When that was, happened, was, I, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. When that happened, I just said they're one in this game. Right. And Little that's when they I got know. up at like twenty-two, too. Yeah. Like twenty-two. Also, uh, I I forgot who brought the ball down in transition, but regardless, they throw it out to Giddy. Giddy goes to the right elbow. Uh, gets yeah, again. He's like he he touches the pass. He's yeah. Like, Catch it. It with like his it right comes hand. to him. It bounces, and he just kind of leads through it doesn't even Phenomenal. gather it wasn't insane but here's the thing like giddy had a fantastic first quarter and the thunder played really well i thought dub did the same maybe another positive but they kind of get away from that midway through the second and just kind of went downhill from there you mentioned giddy had 10 points in like the first six minutes uh end of the night with 15 15 9 and 4 unreal um yeah 6 of 16 from the field um i will go with a positive and I am going to choose Aaron Wiggins, who is four or five Ooh. from the field, 10 points, five rebounds, two assists. 
uh, and a plus 14 in a four-point loss. I thought Wiggins did a lot of good stuff tonight, especially cutting to the basket. His only miss tonight uh, was his lone three-point attempt. Uh, all of his shots at the rim were good. Uh, he just continues to be an incredibly high IQ cutter and gets to the rim and is an incredible finisher at the basket. I think his finishing package is just so impressive. Um, Wiggins played 14 minutes off the bench tonight. That's second most off the bench. He and Isaiah Joe, who Isaiah Joe's been struggling this season Very quite much a bit. So. Um, Which is weird because he had 14. a great preseason, but that's on yeah. the side. That's on the side. Uh, Kaysen actually played the most minutes off the bench with 18. Um, I love that. Yeah, And again, he, uh, he didn't necessarily have a production that we've seen, but I thought he did some really good things. But uh, again, not to take away from Aaron Wiggins, I love that you brought that up. That's kind of a deep cut, Jacob, but 100% I thought was the best player off the bench for this team. And I think there's a reason there in the fourth quarter when the Thunder were struggling, I was like shocked about like some of the rotations uh, that, that like Dado, I was like, oh my gosh, he's throwing Wiggins in. And then Wiggins goes in and like immediately goes down and, and gets a, a nice finish at the rim again and played some really good defense. And I thought Wiggins was a, eh, I mean, dare I say the sole bright spot off the bench for the Thunder tonight. Um, I think that was a great one that you brought up there for a yeah. positive. Uh, another thing it, I, I just noticed tonight, and I know this is like, it's, I get it because New Orleans like doesn't have Brandon Ingram and they don't have Trey it's Trey Jones. No, Trey Murphy. There we go. Like missing two starters. So I get it. I have no room to complain. Jose. Um, but I just, yeah. So they're, they're missing a handful of guys. Yep. I just feel like aside of J-Dub may, and, and, and Lou Dort, like they both count. I think the two toughest guys on the team are Kenrich Williams and Jay will. And I think you're starting to see the thunder miss those guys. I think if Kenrich was available tonight, he plays 30 minutes on Zion. I really do. Agreed. I really do. I think they miss both of those guys, um, quite a bit. So I, that definitely plays a role. Um, sounds like Jay will is getting closer. He got assigned to the, to the G league, to the blue today. Uh, to get some five-on-five work. Um, he's not going to play for the Blue. He was just getting rehab because the Thunder <laughs> didn't have a full practice today, and they wanted him to get some run. I don't know. I'm hearing he might be on a two-way in Olivier Sart. No, yeah, you're exactly right. It was just a, a rehab assignment. Now, yep. I will push back a little bit there, Jacob, only because, like, tonight, I think is a, a night that, like, I would have liked to see a, just a little bit. I'm not saying a lot. But a little bit of Davis Bertans off the bench for a much needed three point spark uh, could have been in on some critical moments. That's interesting. And yeah, the reason I mentioned that, go ahead. No, I, I just we 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 absolutely would have seen Kenrich tonight, no doubt about it. But I'm not sure this part of the season is where we would see those 30 minutes per game, kind of like last year, right? Like I think we would be clamoring. I think we would be equally angry right now, like we both are, um, but for a different reason. Like, why didn't Kenrich play more? And it's because they want to get some of these guys like Kaysen Wallace and uh, Usman Chang and, and, and getting those develop, developmental minutes. Now, to your point, if this game is played here in like two, three months, maybe we see more Kenrich. But anyway, so that, that's the only reason I think I push back there on the current Kenrich minutes. It's just because like we didn't see a guy like Adolphus Bertans get in and try and get that second unit of spark and get some three-point shots going on a night they desperately needed it. 
Yeah, and especially on a night when the Pelicans went zone a lot in the second half. I think yes. having a zone buster like Bertans could have been interesting, uh, but he did not get that opportunity. So um, any other positives? I just noticed that Zion, although he had 20 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, which is a hell of a night. <laughs> that is a great stat line. Four turnovers, a minus eight, and was only seven of 20 from the field. I thought the way that the Thunder, again, like I mentioned, especially there in the first half, uh, I, I'd even include when the Pelicans went on that run there uh, towards the end of the second quarter. But that first half, particularly the way that they showed different defenders at Zion, I thought they did a great jo job on Zion in general. Uh, I thought yeah. they did a really good job. Uh, again, they're going to get out rebounded. We, we knew this. I think there's other reasons the Thunder lost this game. But the way that they showed different bodies at Zion, uh, the, the way that they were still able to compete with, you know, the size that the Pelicans have, I thought that was really impressive to your point, Jacob. I, I will say one pause guess, that we haven't mentioned just really quick. And I know we're, we're already past halfway, uh, our, our halfway point, but Chet, I thought Ch Chet was really good again in like limited, I mean, not limited time necessarily, but maybe limited uh, opportunity. Is that fair to say? 37 minutes, uh, technically third most on the team. Took 14 shots, which was third most on the team, but, but behind Shea, Josh, and Chet. Uh, or sorry, beh behind Shea and Josh. Chet was number three. Um, I think and Jay the majority Will, of those came Jay, in the first quarter also. Sorry, I'm interrupting yeah. you, but just like to your no. point that you made earlier about that first quarter. I yeah, just, I think J-Dub would have taken more shots. Like he had more opportunities because J-Dub had nine free throw attempts tonight. Uh, Shea still not getting the respect that he deserves at the... Uh, at the free throw line. Um, but Taylor, what kind of jumps off the page to me for Chet, um, a kind of come back to earth moment from three, only one from five after shooting 67% to start the year, something like that. Uh, only one of five from three tonight. But that means that he went seven of nine inside the three point line, including a really sweet, like skying dunk. Um, the, the, first play of the game or the second play from the game was a Shea lob to Chet for a dunk that we haven't really seen yet. So starting that was to a find beautiful pass. Starting to find Chet inside the three-point line a little bit more, I think is really good as well. Um I think we also have to mention as positives. Lou Dort did go three of six from three tonight. Um he's shooting the ball really well from deep. Maybe not when he's rushed, but when he gets his feet set uh, off an action. I think he's splashing them in. Not a great stat line from Lou. Nine points, two rebounds, one steal, um, and one turnover. That's that's his line. He was three of seven from the field, three of six from three. Um, so not not much else there, but I thought Lou did kind of shoot the ball well tonight. Um, so got that going for him at least. I, I like the role that we're seeing from Lou because we did talk about that preseason uh kind of the role that he was playing there for team canada and we've seen that throughout these first four games of the regular season it's a much more i don't want to say reserved loot necessarily um but i think he's doing a really good job of fitting within the offense and not forcing too much uh, this is kind of the loot that we've been wanting to see uh, over the, the really the past season you know, you're looking back in the last season so i, yeah. I agree with you there it's, it's great to there's see a more efficient more intentional Lou for sure um what do you think about Usman Jang's minutes? 12 minutes off the bench, uh, only one of four from the field, two rebounds, two points, uh, one assist. His, the, the 
two of the points were off that sweet Josh Giddy lob pass. And I just, again, Oos keeps doing some really impressive things that make me really excited. He has some really good flashes, but he's been put in some, and, and again, this is a lot of this is on purpose and would have been happening anyways if this team was fully healthy because it's early on this season. Like, this is what this Thunder coaching staff and this Thunder organization front office are wanting from these players to put them in uncomfortable positions to help them grow. However, that being said, I think Oos will be a little more comfortable. To your point, Jacob, when we're getting players like Jay Will and Kendrick Williams back. Um, so I'm really excited to see the progress we've seen from Usman Jang so far in these first four games just as a whole, not even necessarily tonight. Uh, but I think he'll look even more comfortable, if that's fair, when we get like Kendrick Williams and Jay Will back. Yeah, I agree. It, he feels like he's playing up a lot. Um, and maybe in a spot right. he's not well suited for, um, but a spot that demands physicality, which I like. Make him make him play physical, put him in a position where he has to. I think is interesting. Um, yeah, I not too high or too low. Us is still super young, still a project. Uh, he's going to have ups and downs. It's just what's expected. Taylor, what needs to change from tonight? going into Friday for the Thunder to be competitive and have a chance to beat the Golden State Warriors. You not, you're not allowed to say the no shit comment like, they go to shoot better. Um, not that you if they would, shoot better from three and rebound better. Yeah. Make your shots and prevent the other team from making shots. No, what, what needs to happen Friday night um, that didn't happen tonight for the Thunder to have a shot to win that game? Well... And per usual, Taylor has a disclaimer. Imagine that. However, I think this is a good time to mention that Shea did tweak that ankle pretty bad. Was it there mm -hmm. towards the end of the third quarter, Jacob? About mid-third quarter, I think. It was his left ankle. Um, and actually, post-game, uh, Dagnalt said it's not the ankle. It was a hyperextended knee. Oh, goodness. That actually scares but me. But said more. he was fine to keep playing, so maybe he'll be good. We don't okay. know. Okay. So the replay looked like an ankle, but he also tweaked his knee. That scares me a lot. I'm a little worried that, again, like those kind of injuries, thank goodness it wasn't anything more serious because he was able to finish the game. It makes me a little nervous about him playing on Friday because we all know what happens the next morning, tomorrow morning when Shea wakes up and, you know, there's swelling, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, TBD there on Shea's avail availability, which will obviously impact the game. The whole disclaimer there is I was really disappointed in Shea's performance tonight. I thought even before the ankle slash knee injury, I thought he forced a lot. It seems to me that he's still trying to adjust as well, which is completely fair. I mean, I, that's kind of the biggest thing here. All these guys are learning. Uh, Dub's taking a step forward. Giddy finally kind of has some things going here, especially there in the first quarter. Chet, obviously, I mean, he's been starting all these games super hot. And it almost seems like he they just kind of go away from him. Although I also will mention that I think Chet kind of gets some heavy legs going uh, after the first For quarter. Sure. And, and and seems like he, he needs to get some legs under him. So I'll give them that as well. But all that being said, it kind of seems like Shea was forcing a little bit tonight, trying to find his role within the offense. And um, there's multiple examples of that. None better probably than that last possession, even though it was called for him. Uh, I was just a little disappointed in Shea. So I would like to see a more efficient Shea where he's playing back within the flow of the offense like we saw against Detroit and not so much like we saw, what was that, three games ago 
uh, against why, why am I going blank against uh, who they played before Detroit on Monday? Who they played Denver. Sunday night? Denver. Denver. Thank you. When they got blown out by Denver, and then you know playing against a team like Golden State, I just I was a little disappointed in Shea forcing things. I thought he 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 kind of did a lot of that. We went away from things that worked like J Dub and Gay being aggressive and pushing the ball in transition, getting the ball to Chet, at letting him create. I think we need to do a little more of those things rather than just more iso ball like we saw a lot of in the second half. So that's kind of my agree. long I, answer. I don't even know where you could find these stats, but I feel like the Thunder had more passes in the first quarter tonight than any other quarter in the game by a long shot. When they came out tonight, Taylor, that ball was zipping around the court and they were just finding wide open guys. Um, they need to continue that and not let it bog down whenever defenses adjust. Uh, continue to get the types of shots you want off that ball movement. Uh, that's the thing. That's one of the things I'm looking for. Um, I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup. It's probably going to be J Dub on Draymond, um, which is really that fascinating. Is fascinating. <laughs> uh, I, I would assume Aaron Wiggins guards Shea. No, uh, yeah, Aaron Wiggins. No, Andrew, Andrew Wiggins. Jeez. <laughs> You Andrew think that three, guards, three times. Yeah, guards <laughs> Shay. Um, I mean, there's Lou on, on uh, Lou, on Lou will be on Steph. Or yeah, yeah, Lou will be on Steph. Um, and then who's on? Shay will be on Clay. Shay will be on yeah, Clay. Yeah, Shay on Clay. Yeah, uh, Clay's been less efficient, obviously, but still. Giddy on Aaron Wiggins, maybe. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins, Jacob, Jeez. come on, God. Um, but the the other side is going to be that. really interesting matchups. Um, and this is all assuming that Shea the, the, plays, obviously. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a but. chance that Steph is guarding Josh Giddy, and if that's the case, like oh. you got to you, you got to go low, post him up, right? Yeah, and then uh, let him so, create when inevitably a Draymond or somebody comes in and collapses over, on yeah. him in the paint. But that's where the Thunder have to hit outside shots because that's where we saw the adjustment. Right was uh, tonight was when to your point, Jacob, the Pelicans went to a zone, and the Thunder didn't know what to. I mean, they did know what to do, they just weren't able to execute. Yeah. And we saw like Isaiah Joe come in, and we we saw Usman Jay, we saw Aaron Wiggins, but like none of those guys were really a threat from outside to really force. And, and then Shea was struggling from from shooting from outside. Like they need some outside shooting to be able to space the floor out. And, and they have uh, it. They I, just didn't shoot well tonight. Um, Isaiah Joe Fair. was due Fair. for one. Very much due for one. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. I think Friday night will be a fun game. It's going to be an awesome looking game with the, the court and the jerseys. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, certain someone from the uncontested may or may not uh, have his feet on the floor of that. That's well, super we, cool will new floor. we will see. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will post lots of pictures for you guys. Awesome. Uh, so it'll be a fun one. Taylor, any other parting thoughts before we get out of here going over this Thunder 110-106 loss to the Pelicans? I mean, we kind of mentioned it, but Kaysen Wallace uh, obviously didn't have a big like stat night per se, but I continue to think that he is coming in, provide, providing quality minutes on both ends of the floor. I, I know our guy Sean in the, the chat mentioned him getting cooked, but like to – to that point, everybody he's, he's, got a, he's a 19-year-old playing his fifth NBA game against CJ right. McCollum and, and guarding CJ. You know what? And Lou Dort got cooked by CJ tonight yeah. too. Like, and this is 
these games stack. And Kaysen is just absorbing experience right now and will be better for it 30 games down the road. Absolutely. And I think that's a, like, I'm, I, I'm frustrated after tonight, but just there's a lot of things that are going to look different here six months from now. Uh, yeah. Four months from now, five months from now, um, when the Thunder aren't so much focused on the development necessarily, but have a little bit of a tighter rotation. So I'm trying to keep that in mind. But Definitely. also, Jacob, to your point, like I just keep wondering what this team looks like when they have Jay Will, they have Kendrick Williams. Agreed. And then, like, one parting thought, just because it's you with me here on the podcast, Jacob, like, no Poku tonight. What yep. happens when you have Kenrich and Jay Will? He's not going to play. Rotation? He's not. I'm. I will stay on the Poku bus forever. Uh, it will be on fire. People will be dying. Uh, and I will be uh, the laughing dog meme. This is fine. Uh, I will stay on the bus a- until you until have the to, wheels fall off. Until you have to drag my burning corpse off the bus. I will be there. But yeah, he's, he's out of the rotation. It's very clear. Um, maybe he works himself back in. We will see. Uh, I think Friday is going to be a fun game. I hate to, you have I don't anything. Be, sorry, I kind of like took over that segment. I know we're here at 30, but do you have anything uh, there that you would add that just any additional thoughts or any, any additional parting thoughts? Yeah, I would say like, I don't want to be the sunshine pumper. I don't want to be the, the moral victory guy. They should have won this game being up 22. There's no excuse. They let go of the rope. They played poorly. They deserve to lose. At the end of the day, it is important to keep context in mind. Their starting lineup features a rookie, a second-year guy, and a third-year guy. A lot of youth. Their bench included tonight a rookie, um, and a, a rookie and a second-year guy, uh, both who are one who's nineteen and one who's twenty, who played majority of the bench minutes. Um, Isaiah Joe, Aaron Wiggins. Um, a two and then two two way guys, a lot of youth. Um, it's going to take some time. And at the end of the day, they are three and two. That's pretty good. Poku Hannes. <laughs> Poku Hannes. <laughs> at the end of the day, they Charlotte are three Joseph. and two. That's a fifty win rate in the NBA, especially if things fall the Thunder's way a little more tonight, or they're a little more control this game. I mean, we're talking about a four and two win team. So yeah, I agree. And I, now, I have them. I have them at four and two. I I picked them to win Monday and Friday this week. So still let alive, us hope Shea's healthy. Yes, <laughs> still alive. Awesome. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Uncontested. We super appreciate you guys listening, especially during the bad losses. But come back for more. If this is your first time listening. Thank you so much for checking us out. If it's your first time, first time or hundredth time, but you have not left a rating yet on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, please go drop that five star. Write a little note. Whenever somebody does leave a review, uh, it pops up on our Slack channel, and it always just makes my day. So please go drop a review. We would love to see that. Sub to the YouTube channel. Come join us every night uh, that we do podcasts live. You can hop in the chat over here. Um, some of my favorite people exist over in this chat. I absolutely love it. We will be back with you guys Friday night after the Thunder take on the Golden State Warriors and then back again Sunday night. I don't know if they play Sunday, but we'll be back 
Sunday, 9 p.m. Central Time, as always. You guys have a great rest of your week. Come hang out with us Friday night. Until then, and as always, better up. <laughs>